Wait a minute. This is the Sales IQ Podcast. I'm your host, Luigi Prestidenti, and each week we'll be going on a journey that will inspire you, motivate you, and help you be the best sales professional you can be. Our focus will be on mindset, tactics, and the strategies that will enable you to create more pipeline and win more deals. And just like that, it's April 2022. One quarter for the calendar year is down. The next quarter has started. You're probably thinking, Luigi, that was last week. That's old news. New quarter started. I've been banging the phones. I've been developing opportunities. I'm already getting into the thick of things. Why are you so late? Well, unfortunately, I had a week off because I got a bit of the man flu. I was dying there for a week, so I actually missed a week and I was really excited to talk about the opportunity that comes when a new quarter starts again. So here I am, a week late, but something that I really was giving this a lot of thought because just before the quarter was ending, I was seeing a lot of content. I was seeing a lot of people discuss the fact that it's the last day of the quarter, keep going, keep pushing, get those last minute deals in. And I'd be challenged by that, right? Because as a sales professional, one of the things that separates us from everybody else is our ability to plan. Like, think about this. We're not rushing our prospects to a point of decision. We're not doing those deals, you know, sign today, last day of the month, and you get those discounts, right? That's the reason why there is such a still a trust gap between buyers and sellers when we pull out those last minute try, kind of tactics to get people to sign. Great sellers ensure they have a robust pipeline. And yes, there are times when a deal has momentum. There's a massive trigger or reason for a deal to maybe that sometimes would take three months that might close within two weeks. But that's not the norm. And I think my message that I just want to sort of relay before we get into this incredible topic for this week is just think about your pipeline now. It's the start of the quarter. You've got a little bit of time up your sleeve now to build your pipe. Now, the key thing to, re to remember though is the outcomes that you get and the sales results and the performance that you're going to achieve this quarter is a result of the work you did last quarter. So if you have pipeline, any pipeline deficiencies, if you have any issues with your pipeline, you need to get onto it now because waiting to the end of the quarter to, to drag those last minute deals across the line means you're going to have a, a vicious circle. Each quarter, you're chasing your tail. That creates a bit of nervousness, anxiety, stress. It's stuff that you want to reduce. You want to reduce those feelings, those emotions, because they're the emotions that can trigger certain actions that lead us to a point of trying to drag opportunities that are just not ready to get to that point of decision. So that's something I want, you know, I wanted to really talk about before we get into today's topic. This podcast is brought to you by the Create Pipeline program from Sales IQ Global. This program will equip you with the skills, tools, and confidence to run an outbound strategy so you can generate more qualified opportunities and close more deals. Hear what Alice from DocuSign has been able to achieve since joining the program and our incredible community. So my name's Ellis and um, I work at DocuSign as an EBR. And the, the reason I started Sales IQ was because I really needed that, that guidance and that training to make sure that the outreach that I was doing was hitting the nail on the head. So I was lucky enough to, to start the program um, early on in, in this role. And since then I've been pretty successful and last quarter I finished on 185%. So I've, I've seen some huge results by adopting the principles. 
Our next cohort is starting soon. So to learn more, go to www.salesiqglobal.com. Or if you have a team of sellers, talk to us about our in-house offering. Control your pipeline, control your destiny with Sales IQ. Why I'm excited about today's topic is because we're going to be talking to someone that's achieved incredible results in 2021. He was the number one performing SDR for the company that he works at, which is Qualtrics, which is part of you know the massive organization, SAP. And he's recently been promoted. And what I love about this particular chat is Andrew's very green. Like he hasn't got years and years of experience under his belt. But what he does have is an incredible attitude and mindset when it comes to learning. And the fact that he's really taken the time, not just as an SDR, just to master the role of SDR, but he was even going deeper funnel to learn more about what else happens post that lead to AE transition so that he could really learn but the world of the AE and how that could impact his area of the funnel. And now that he's moved into the AE role, what I've, I've absolutely loved, I've seen him, his appetite and willingness to continue to learn and continue to build his capability so that being a number one SDR, it wasn't luck. It wasn't just because he had a good list of accounts, he had a good patch, he had a good data set, and bang, he was able to make magic happen. He did it based on being very intentional and deliberate with the way that he focused his time. And again, that's where this relates to thinking about your quarter. Success is going to come from your level of intention or or how intentional you get and how focused you get on really planning your time so that you can allocate your time to, you know, the high payoff activities, the revenue raising activities that are going to yield you results. So I can't wait to get in, into this episode with Andrew. Again, it's it's a great episode because it shows that anything's possible. Welcome to the show, Andrew. Thanks for having me, Luigi. Man, pretty excited, mate. And just for those listeners that uh, don't know a bit about you, I've, I bumped into you because I was cold calling you for a role to join Sales IQ because you're the SDR of the of the organization you work at. And as a result, we've, we've ended up having you on the podcast, mate. So welcome to the show. It's, it's funny how the world works, but we're here now. So yeah, happy to get into it. Well, mate, before we get into talking a bit about how you you made, you know, made the achievement or achieved the outcome of SDR of the year in your current company, and you don't work for a small business either, you work for a pretty major organization. Tell us a little bit about how you started in the world of selling. Yeah. Uh, so I have a bit of a bit of a background, but this, so I guess like this is my second career change. I used to be an electrical engineer. And then after that, I, I co-founded a small Whole Foods cafe in DY. But that takes us to the start of last year, 2021. And pretty much I, I, I like a lot of people, I've, I've, I fell into sales, but because it, it, I guess it, the catalyst was a, a good friend of mine now. I met him at a dinner party and long story short, he, he keep, he, I told him my story and he pretty much said like, have you ever considered a, a career in sales? And I said, well, not really. And uh, he just kept pestering me throughout this dinner party, to be honest. But yeah, I, I started looking at the job description and I was just, a lot of the the words in those job uh, job descriptions really resonated with me. And, and, and why? Like what part of it? Because obviously moving into sales for a lot of us, it's something that you just fall into, right? But what what was it that attracted you to this, this particular career? Because you've gone in at the sales development, which for some is the hardest role to do when it comes to selling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 
I, and don't be wrong, I, I definitely tried to apply for account executive roles. I thought I w- would be ready yep. straight away for account executive roles, but I'm so glad that I didn't skip this initial step, especially in terms of what I've learned in terms of outbound cold, or yeah, cold outreach and outbound prospecting. Yeah. And like, I, I guess what resonated with me was the, so I, look, I'm, I'm a numbers back, I've got a numbers background, but yep. like the, the engineering profession just didn't suit my way of working. I'm a people person by nature and just that plus other things like autonomy and having a commercial acumen and yeah, other kind of things like that were what resonated really uh, with me the most. Awesome, man. And so you, you, you started with, you know, SAP Qualtrics, which is huge organization in yeah, that yeah. in that in that SDR role and how like talk to us about how you became like the SDR of the year because that's some pretty impressive the pretty impressive outcome to achieve in an organization of that size. Yeah. I think like being very new to the career and and new to the 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 work and, and what was expected of me, I just I, I soaked it all in. I made sure that I ramped up as quickly as I could. Yeah. And I guess very early on, I was very quantity driven over quality. So I knew that if I got my, my quantity or the amount of tasks completed a day up to a high, high enough level where it's comfortable for me to attain that daily, then I can start worrying about the quality of my, my cold calling, the, the quality of my cold emails. So that was very much my strategy. Like get my numbers up first, get it up to a point where I'm, I'm comfortable operating at that level. And then from there, look into, into ways that I can really per, hyper-personalize my approach to some of these prospects. Yeah. Awesome. man. so I suppose, the, so the quantity aspect of what you were trying to do was, was that to just get the rhythm in play and start to get your, your activity levels up, et cetera. Exactly right. Like outbound prospecting, it can be very energy draining. And especially yep. when you're new, right? I, I, it's like, you know, when you're on your L's for the first time, those first few lessons with your your parents or whoever, you're exhausted just after driving a car for an hour because you're just, you're so aware of your surroundings and everything. But I knew that it was going to be like that. I just had to get myself up into that point where outbound prospecting was like second nature. And yep. then I could start spending the rest of my time or the rest what's left of my energy for the day on quality and, 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 and hyper-personalizing. Okay. You're giving us real insight into sort of how you started in this, into the role. When did you realize that that hyper-personalization was an important part of enabling you to achieve the certain outcomes that you're looking to achieve? I guess it was probably around the f- fifth or sixth month. Yeah. on target. You, you know, I'm definitely not the first SDR uh, at Qualtri- SAP Qualtrics, and I, I definitely won't be the last, but there was a guy before me who kind of paved the way Yeah. in terms like he, he smashed, he set a lot of records for SDRs globally at our company. And to see him hit his numbers with a third of my activity, that's, that's kind of what I, I guess like how I designed my strategy. I knew that numbers were a part of this game, but at some point I'd had to get better at quality because there's people like this guy who's doing literally a third of my activity per month and still smashing his target. So yeah. That's interesting, man. So he's doing less, but getting more from his outreach. 
Yes. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. So I don't know, for example, he'd, yeah, it, he would literally do 33% of my activity and still probably and get somewhere between 120 to 140 percent of his monthly target. Okay, so this is not the first time we've heard this on our show, man. We had an incredible <laughs> operator called Alice Abraham from DocuSign, who yeah. again, he did 180 percent of of target. Yeah, um, he was of the same the same methodology. He was doing less outreach, but getting more than his colleagues that were doing triple the volume that he was doing because he was spending a lot of time finding trigger events and hyper-personalizing and making sure his outreach was super relevant. And he extended his cadence out to 18 touches over a 15, I think 15 day outreach period. Now, before we jumped into this session, when we're in the green room, you spoke about the fact that you're ha- you have a very specific sequence that you're using. Do you want to talk us through that that sequence that you're or that cadence that you're using to reach out to prospects? Yeah, definitely. So I'm using Sam Nelson's uh, Agoji sequence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Sam Nelson is the SDR team lead for V Company Outreach out yeah. in the states, and I heard it. I, to be honest, I heard it on a whim on a on another pod, like a, an SDR podcast. Yeah. I can't remember which one, but this is a successful SDR. She mentioned it on a whim in in the middle of a paragraph and i literally paused i was like wait hold on a second this what what was that and she didn't even speak about it at all she was it was kind of like oh obviously i use sam nelson's agoji sequence and then she went on and i was like what do you mean it obviously (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i looked it up and i was like this this is this is exactly what i was looking for so very early on my career i was very much hunting for a sequence that would suit me and how i'd like to work and Given this guy before me who, who paved the way, I was, look, his name's, I'll shout him out, Luke Lee. He paved the way before me. And, but I did look at his sequence. And it, one of the things that really bothered me about it was it was 0% automated. So one of, one of the key benefits to, to Sam Nelson's Agoji sequence is that it's, it's 33% automated. And I think that's pretty good for an out, uh, outbound uh, prospecting sequence. Okay. So talk us through what were the, how many, how many touches? over what period of time? Because we know, we know Sam, we know his sequence, but I'd love for you to kind of talk about how you've adapted that into your role. So talk us through your, your outreach sequence and tell me why that has helped you achieve some of the outcomes it's enabled you to achieve. Yeah. So it's a 15 step sequence with a variety of manual emails, automatic emails and several steps of of calling the prospect. Yep. And like, I guess that the thing that I really love about it and what really drew me to it as well, yes, it was the automation, but the fact that the way that Sam Nelson's designed it is that it doubles down or quadruples down on the initial research that you do on the prospect so that when you're looking for your trigger in that cold email and, and how you personalize that initial email, it doubles doubles down on the time you spend on that. Because the follow-up emails, uh, yes, they're automated, but they're very clever in that they just say, have you had a chance to read this in the same email thread? It essentially brings that email back to the top of their inbox with no extra work or effort on your part. You've just reutilized that research that you did uh, in that initial email. And that's, I think that coupled with Tony Hughes's combo methodology has really hit help me hit the response rates and open rates that I've achieved over this past year. 
Yeah. And this, this is really good, right? I think this is really good insight for anybody listening to this episode that the threading, you're talking about threading an email, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and tell us the thread, basically you're forwarding or replying to all so that your previous email is, is, is relevant. It's there. They can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly right. You, in outreach, you make sure that there's an option in in any any of your email steps that you can choose whether it to be a new thread or a, a reply on an old thread. So, I think by default it's set to reply. Actually, so yeah, yeah as long as that's set up and the Egoji sequence, it relies heavily on that. It that's why like, you know, you've got email steps, but they're defined as like a manual email and automatic emails actually defined as reply emails. So yep. you're just following up on your, on, on your initial email. Yeah. So this, this is good. And, and look, your obviously emails only a part of it. What are some of the other touches that you're putting into the, into the Egoji sequence? Yeah. So very similar to Tony Hughes's combo prospecting. You want to, you kind of want to do that big splash on that initial outreach. So I've got, yes, I've got, I send them a uh, manual email yep. uh, first, but there's a connection request on LinkedIn with a small message that very much just paraphrases in very few words, what your initial email yep. uh, included. And there's also a phone call. So this is the one part where I, I've diff, I've kind of changed the Egoji sequence to a degree. The original traditional Egoji sequence has all three of those things. So email, LinkedIn connection requests and phone call all on the same day. Yeah. I actually changed the phone call to the second day. Otherwise, the Egoji sequence is exactly the almost exactly the same as how Sam Nelson originally intended it. Okay. This is great, man. I mean, what I'm hearing you say is that you you've started in the role, you weren't achieving an outcome, you decided to do a bit of research, you found the sequence, you've played around with it, you're yeah. executing it, and yeah. you've been able to achieve some insane results that's 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 helped you become SDR of the year but for many sellers that are probably listening to this they're probably going mate I've already got a sequence I'm using an outreach sequence but I'm not hitting the result what outside of the sequence what are some of the other things that you've done in your role that's allowed you to achieve the outcome I think one of the biggest things is I set up a, a point system, like yeah. a, account, an accountability system. So look, I, I'm very aware that there's been many point systems set up for various things in various roles, but I was, when I was introduced to it, which again, back, back to that dinner party at the start of 2021, that, that guy ended up being my careers coach and, and is now a good friend. But when I, when he was helping me complete that second career transition, he actually put me on a point system. And I didn't realize what was going on at the time. I'd never been exposed to one, but essentially he was like, we're going to accredit a certain amount of points for the number of job applications that you submit, the number of responses you get back from recruiters, whether they be external agencies or internal talent acquisition people, and the number of interviews that I, you know, I, I get invited to, I guess. So, and straight away, that made me very results driven, which I love. I'm not a time driven person. It's, it's all about outcomes. And yeah. so I just, you know, the, the story tells itself. I, I ended up with Qualtrics, but the thing is I, 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 I love that approach of working. So I applied it to my outbound prospecting. So I believe one of our, one of my colleagues out of our Dallas office, Trent Dressel, 
he actually has his own YouTube channel and, and has a, a great YouTube video on this, on how to set up your own point system. But for me, it's, yeah, I, I, I set up a, a daily goal of points and I accredited certain outbound, outbound tasks or daily activities to a value of points. So mine's pretty, mine's pretty trivial though. So one cold call, one cold email sent, one seek, one new prospect added to a sequence, one LinkedIn task, whether that be a connection request or a LinkedIn email, they're all worth one point. And yeah, it's, it's very clear what I need to do every single day in terms of being productive and, and, and completing outbound prospecting tasks. Okay. So that's good, man. So you kind of got your own little accountability buddy so to speak by having a point system that allows you to kind of compete with yourself every day it, exactly right it, it mm. makes it really 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 clear and, and and this this is the thing as well like yes it's it's great for accountability it's great for making sure that you're productive every day mm. but one of the other main main reasons why i set the system up and i've been telling my fellow sdrs this as well is that like we could be prospecting till midnight yeah every night there are so many people out there that are suitable for our products or services that we're trying to sell and what the a point system does is it draw helps you draw that line in the sand so at the end of the day independent of the number of meetings that you've booked for an account executive or if you're an account executive number of meetings you book for yourself you can close that laptop lid and say, and be happy and satisfied with the level of work you've done. And that that's one of the main reasons why I set it up for myself as well. You're really focusing on the required steps and the, and the, the actions that you need to put in place to achieve the result versus focusing on the result each day. Yeah, exactly right. So, and look, it's still, it's still important though, that the result is still to, to, you know, create new opportunities and get new prospects interested or even excited about the product or service that you're selling. But yeah, yeah it's it, you, you, anyone who's listening to this right now and who work has a profession in sales, you have your highs and your lows. So you have weeks where, yeah, literally a week or two weeks where nothing's working for you. And if in my, in my opinion, if you've set up some sort of system to hold yourself accountable and you've hit that goal every day, you can't feel bad or, you know, beat yourself down and say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just not a good salesperson or, yeah. you know, whereas as long as you're putting the work in, you can only be happy with that. You, it's that classic case of control what you can control or worry about what you can control and your daily activities, a hundred percent is in your, your, in your hands. So. Well, listening to this show, I talk a lot about the circle of control, right? And what's out of control and the things that we can focus on is you're right. Those incremental steps we take every day, that's going to lead us to a particular outcome. Mate, we'd love to understand, like if you, obviously you're, you've, you've achieved a great outcome, right? SDR of the year, you've got yourself that promotion and you're, you're developing a career path for yourself, which is awesome. But if you had the opportunity to go back and start your career again as an SDR, what's one or two things that you would do differently? after reflecting on, on, on the time so far in the role? That's a, yeah, that's a good question. I guess, see, I, I don't know, that's, that's hard for me because everything that, yeah, don't be wrong, there was a lot of learning at the start, but everything that I've, oh, you know what, actually, no, I take that back. Objection handling over the phone. So uh, that's something that I'm still not the best at, but at the t very early on, I was like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't need that. If, 
you know, I'll, I'll do my calls or I'll, I'll be email heavy. You know, I, I yeah. won't do, I, I'll avoid my calls. I'll set up a sequence without calls kind of thing. Uh, and I think a lot of people are like that as well. Like cold calling isn't the best, but mm. when you want to use something like the Egoji sequence, those calls are, they're critical. And because it's, it's another, it's another medium for those prospects to say, oh yeah, that's right. I need to get back to yeah. that person. Cause you know, that classic case, just cause they're ignoring you doesn't mean it's a no, Absolutely. a lot of the time people are just busy. Right. So yeah. even if you don't get through just them seeing that missed call, them seeing that voicemail is huge for you getting a response on your email. So mm. I guess like, um, my objection handling is a lot better than what it was five, six months ago, but it still has a lot of work. And I think that's because like, I, I avoided it to a degree when yep. I first started. So I think, yeah. I think that, yeah, that would be my answer. This is awesome, man. And obviously you have you have access to an incredible enable, enablement team at, at Qualtrics. They give you a lot of training. But, you know, have you, is there anything that you went outside of the organisation to find content-wise, books, videos, anything that's helped you? Or did all your learning come from, you know, in the role that you're in? Yeah, definitely not. I've read, I was referred a, a, a few books. So Daniel Pink's yeah. it's, it's Human to Sell, yep. I'm pretty sure. Split the Difference by Chris, I can't remember his surname. Of course, yeah. Yep, that's it. Yeah, books like that and a lot of podcasts as well. Okay. So a lot of episodes from this show, SDR Nation, a Blissful Prospecting, I think yep. is, is another really good show. Yeah, we love Jason Bay. Jason Bay is a good uh, friend of our shows, man. So that's yeah, all these things. They're, they're, you're always, this is the, one of the things that I love about sales as well, right? Because fundamentally we're dealing with people and people, they're emotional, they're illogical, <laughs> and they're also, <laughs> they're also always different, right? So there's so many different ways. Like you can always be improving in this profession, there's never a time where you're going like, this is it. This is the golden bullet. This is how you always approach people and it's always going to work. That's not the case. And yeah, you've, you've always got to be listening and learning, I think for sure. Well, this has been an awesome episode. I think for anyone that's listening to this, the fact is that you're quite new to the world of selling. You've embraced it. You've gone out, seeked your own content, built your own sequence based on something that you know that's proven, that's worked for some, you know, for many sellers globally. I mean, what outreach has been able to do is amazing. And you've taken the opportunity that's in front of you to be, you know, to give yourself the best pathway in achieving success in a sales career. So I think that's awesome. And before we finish up, mate, where is the best place for our listeners to find you, connect with you if they want to ask you a question following uh, listening to this episode? Yeah, definitely. LinkedIn is probably yep. the, the the best place to go. Just search my full name and I'll come up. It, it's a unique name. So <laughs> like, yeah, I've always been proud of the fact that I'm the only Andrew Palumo on, on Facebook or any of those social media <laughs> So we'll make sure we put your uh, <laughs> URL link in the show notes so they can make it, make it easy for them to connect with you, mate. So I just want to say, look, thanks for, you know, thanks for listening to our show, man. Thanks for, for being open about some of the things that you've done to achieve your success. I know that you rejected us to join our organization, man, but you know what? I'm pretty sure we'll chase you again at some point and hopefully we get the opportunity to have you a part of our team. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Give, give me, give me a few years and I'll be ready. I'll be ready. Well, awesome, Andrew. Thanks man for coming on the sales IQ podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me, mate. Appreciate it. This show has been recorded remotely produced by sales IQ global. 
audio editing and music production by Stefan Maliati. Show notes by Victoria Matheson and graphic design by Julie Marshall. Don't forget to leave a rating and review on your podcast player. And if you want to find more about the programs we offer at SalesIQ, head to www.salesiqglobal.com.